Muggles with Attitude is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that when the Russian probe Venera landed on Venus in 1975, it showed evidence of an advanced race of armadillo-like creatures? However, this information was suppressed because armadillos hate communism and love freedom. I did not know that. (laughs) For more armadillo facts, to unlock bonus content, and to find out how you can access episodes a day early, check us out at patreon.com slash armadillopodcastingclub. Hogwarts, 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 Hogwarts. Hello there, you're listening to Muggles with Attitude. We are reading J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter series of fantasy novels. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're going to be reading chapters 1 through 5 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, book 5 of the Harry Potter series. Previously, the Weasley Crime Syndicate attends the Quidditch World Cup, where ominous events foreshadow the return of Lord Voldemort. Dumbledore pits Harry against his greatest obstacle yet when he hires a new Defense Against the Dark Arts professor, Mad-Eye Moody, a retired wizard cop who's apparently notoriously hard to kill. Clearly, Dumbledore knows what's up. Dumbledore also kicks off the Triwizard Tournament, which means a bunch of new wizards are in town to fight to the death for cash and prizes. It's sort of like a wizard Hunger Games. This distraction, slash fresh blood, is probably all in hopes that we might actually make it through an entire year without Dumbledore having to hire a new Defense Against the Dark Arts professor. Uh, but, you know, when Harry is picked as the fourth competitor in the Triwizard Tournament, don't worry about that math, it seems like it might actually work. Harry is too distracted to even consider marking another professor, because let's be honest, Harry is way out of his depth here. But somehow, Harry cheats his way to the finish line, only to find it's all an elaborate trap. Uh, Worm Peter from that last book has been working to resurrect the Dark Lord, and Harry has unsurprisingly played right into his trap. Uh, but I kind of feel like trapping Harry Potter is probably pretty easy. You just pin a Defense Against the Dark Arts Professor t-shirt on a bear trap and you're in business. <laughs> but no, they had this whole elaborate thing with like port keys and a man on the inside, but whatever. The end result is Voldemort is back and Professor Mad-Eye Moody is revealed to secretly have been a bad guy all along, which means Harry is totally justified in killing him. But Dumbledore, for some reason, steps in at the last moment. You know there's probably this moment when Dumbledore's like, Hey guys, where's Harry? Mad-Eye Moody picked him up? Alone? Shit, fuck shit. Not again. (laughs) Uh, But on the side note, Hermione was awesome in the last book. When Harry and Ron were having their bullshit fight, Hermione was holding that shit together. She solved, like, half of Harry Potter's wizard puzzle and did most of his homework. And she fought for the freedom of the damn wizard slaves, no matter how hard everyone dumped on her. So, and oh, and she also hooked up with that dude from Wizard Sports Ball, so definitely the protagonist of our trio, I'd say. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd read that book. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? Hermione Granger in the Triwizard Tournament and fucking that sports dude. <laughs> there you go. That's good. I like that. <laughs> and the Bulgarian Strange. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> <clears throat> Chapter one, Dudley Demented. So we start out where we always start out, at Privet Drive. Yeah, I seem to recall that we noted that the beginning of the Goblet of Fire did not start out that way, right? Mm. Like, we started out with that weird uh, foretelling dream with Voldemort and killing that dude, right? Right, yeah. So this is kind of a, uh, that was a marked departure from our standard Harry Potter opening, and now she's gone back to it. I wonder what that's about. I don't know. I thought that was really cool. Super cool in the last book, how it started with that one chapter. Yeah. um, About the Riddle House. But now we're back to the standard back at Privet Drive and... Uh, Everybody's like, being terrible. Yeah, I know, right? Mm-hmm. Sounds like uh, Dudley's doing well, though. He's running with a street gang. <laughs> yeah, good for him. And he's not so much fat anymore as muscly, which sounds terrifying. Yeah, right? He's already kind of a kind of an asshole, and now he's like a big asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they established that there's a drought going on here, uh, and Harry Potter, he could fix that, right? Yeah, he has wizard powers. Oh, well, I guess he's not allowed to, right? I mean, but he could, like, write a letter to a grown-up wizard or something. Yeah, but as we have previously observed, wizards don't like to get involved in muggle problems. Yeah. Every time they're talking about their problems, I keep thinking, Harry Potter doesn't have this problem. <laughs> Harry Potter's, like, watching them suffer. <laughs> Look, if they don't want to cure cancer, they're certainly not going to water some muggles lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but, I, I, you know, Harry's trying to, to get news about what's going on, but it... It sounds like Voldemort's playing it pretty cool this time around, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess he got killed once and he's learned something. 
Um, or maybe he's just having a vacation. Like, he's been dead for a long time. Maybe he's just on, on a beach somewhere having fruity drinks. Yeah. Right. He's been under a, a lot of stress, right, for many years, so he could use some unwinding. I mean, like, it's not, he's not like he's necessarily in a big hurry. He's back and no one seems to know about it, so he'd probably just take a vacation, right? Yeah, maybe he's, maybe he's tired of being an evil wizard, right? Seems like a lot of work, not a lot of pay, not a lot of respect. And last time he got killed by a baby, so, I mean, <laughs> it did, like, like, why would Voldemort not just be like, you know what, this time around... I'm gonna go like lawful yeah, good. I'm gonna go like go to Romania and train dragons or something, right? Yeah, he's like I'm. I'm the mo- the second most powerful wizard in the world. I can do whatever I want okay. if I don't piss people off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my theory is that Voldemort's not not. He's super it. chill now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, while he's in Cabo drinking or something, <laughs> Harry is outside and he hears somebody apparating or disapparating. which is super random. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he hears that that cracking sound, which we know to be. Uh, wizard teleporting, right? Yeah, it sounds pretty miserable. He's just like sitting outside trying to listen to the news through the window. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's got this FOMO thing going. He's like, I wonder what my friends are up to yeah, right now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's, fun, it's funny. There's this, this part where, let's see, he's like kind of thinking to himself, oh, man, you know, I should be involved in this stuff. And it's like, why, why haven't I been involved? Hadn't he proved himself capable of handling much more than they? Had they all forgotten what he'd done? Hadn't he been the one who entered the graveyard and watched Cedric being murdered and been tied to that tombstone and nearly killed? I'm like, those I mean, are all things that are, you didn't, those are things yeah. that happened to you. <laughs> I think anybody could be tied to a tombstone and nearly killed. <laughs> Watch some guy getting murdered. Okay, well, I mean, yes. Yeah, I'm scary. sorry that happened, but that doesn't really prove anything about your abilities. Like, if you're going to list some things, that just seems like a weird choice, but yeah. This whole chapter of Harry Potter is a real deuce. He's like a... Like, really annoying. Yeah, he's, he's kind of whiny a little bit, right? And he's, like, hanging out in the park, and uh, Dudley's gang is going around, and he's like, oh, I hope they come mess with me so I can fuck them up. He's, like, just <laughs> looking for an excuse yeah. to beat the shit out of some muggles, I guess. That's, that's some, like, bully stuff, kind of. It's funny you mention that, because in this chapter, it feels a little bit like Harry's become the bully, right? Like, yeah. before, Dudley was able to do all this stuff because he's the biggest nastiest person or whatever Mm -hmm. but now harry has magic and he's not being super gracious about it right yeah like he he's like he's almost the bigger bully now in a way which you know kind of a sad sad uh, transition so i i like the way he's written in this because i think it, it seems really clear to me that he's has he's just filled with this anger of not having been able to resolve the trauma that had happened to him like a month ago yeah that's a good point i mean like it's it's been i think I think they say literally four weeks. Yeah. Yeah, and he, and he spent that time in his child abuse prison. Yeah. Yeah. Not like he's had a lot of good time to process where mm-hmm. he is. That's a good point. Like, he's he's in, in about the worst possible mental state right now. Yeah. I mean, he's... <laughs> if you wanted to, di- you know, do a medical diagnosis, he probably has post-traumatic stress disorder. He Who wouldn't, right? Yeah. He has dreams, right? He talks in his sleep. Yeah. Has nightmares. Yeah, that's right. I think Dudley mentions that he talks... He He's crying out... Uh, Cedric Diggory's name yeah. because he's reliving that night over and over again. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. That is pretty textbook PTSD, right? And it's not like we started the series with him being in the strongest place mentally. Anyway. <laughs> that's a good point. That's yeah. True. Yeah, you know, he hasn't had a lot of, uh, up until recently, he hasn't had a lot of uh, good experiences in his life. Yeah. And you know what it seems like wizards probably do not believe in? Hmm. Therapy. Oh, God. Yeah, we haven't heard a lot about you know, the the wizard the wizard shrink. You know? Yeah. So I liked how this town is called Little Winging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh-huh. pretty funny. Little yeah. Winging is, is yeah. yeah all, all the names are uh, not flattering. <laughs> Privet Drive. You know, it's like huh, okay. It's a tree. It's also a toilet. It's a privy. Same thing. Is it? I don't know. Is don't it Privet really a tree? Yeah, it's a privet. It's a kind of tree. I didn't know that. It's like Elm Street. That's what the place is named. Oh. Oh. Wait, what does whinging mean? Complaining. Yeah, whining. Does it, does it mean something else, too? Does it also mean a tree? <laughs> a <laughs> yeah, tree. whinging is also a tree. <laughs> it's also a tree. It got a lot of different trees in, in England. <laughs> England. <laughs> yeah, there, he's, there's this one point where he's uh, like listening to the, the Muggle TV, and he starts talking about budgies, and I was like, what the fuck is a budgie? I had to go look it up. Yeah, it's yeah, a parakeet. It's apparently I had parakeet. to look that up, too, actually. Uh, I was like... Man, British people have weird names for things. <laughs> a bujarigar, I yeah. think, is the proper name. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, that's fake. That's not a real thing. <laughs> but, I mean, they make up a lot of stuff in here. Yeah. Like, whatever the, what was it, the that pants dessert they had? 
don't remember what it's called, trousers or something? Uh, you, you mean spotted dick? <laughs> no, that's something else that's funny, though. Oh, oh. You're talking about? Yes, and he didn't finish Knickerbocker. It. Yeah, Knickerbocker Glory. Yeah, which is also <laughs> It's a real thing. Yeah, apparently, yeah. yeah. The pants dessert. <laughs> the okay. pants dessert. We got there, okay? <laughs> that was, I'm proud of us. Thanks for coming on that journey with me, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this is the insight that we provide. <laughs> we, had, we had parakeets growing up. Yeah, British people have weird names for things, and they call desserts pants. The end. <laughs> did, they call them, did you call them budgies? Uh, my mom oh my did, because... my shortcake. It's also Shrimp's a pants dessert. Holy it's shit. Also, oh, man, it's also a pants dessert. Wow. British people, man. <laughs> man, there's some layers going on there. Mm-hmm. Like layer cake. Trifles, I believe they're called. <laughs> trifles? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my mom used to make trifles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. We had a budgie. Named? Shuggy. Budgie, Shuggy the budgie? Shuggy the budgie, yeah. <laughs> okay. He used to walk around on our dinner table and eat our eggs in the morning. Oh. That's fucked up. I know. You fed right? a bird eggs? What is wrong with you, Alice? Look, you have to assert your dominance. He's like a, he was like a little dinosaur, you know? You're a family of monsters. They're evil. He's like, if, if those hatch, they will compete with my offspring for resources. <laughs> <laughs> I must destroy them. Okay, anyways. Anyway, right. Harry's being kind of a dick to Dudley. Harry's being kind of a dick to Dudley. Well... And then Dudley's being kind of a dick to Harry. Like, there's, there's a little bit of a... I mean, they're being kind of assholes to each other. Yeah, but, I, but Harry escalates it with... But pulling out his wand and being like, yeah, I'm going to magic like fuck you up. more on Harry's side. Like, 70-30 Harry's. Oh, really? This. Really? Yeah, because Dudley, like, he's just going home and he's like, oh, it's you. And then, and he's going home. That, that's it. That's all he was going to do. And then Harry starts needling him. Mm-hmm. Right? He starts saying, like, you look like a, a pig, you know? Yeah. Starts making fun of him for being fat. Oh, 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 sorry. You're saying you side with Dudley over Harry. Yeah, I was confused. Oh, I thought yes. you meant Harry over Dudley. No. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually agree. Yeah, I think that Harry is 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 attempting to provoke a fight, mm-hmm. which oh, he, he said as much, right? He totally is. But they also, but it is, he also does bring up that Dudley and his gang have been beating up on smaller people, which is something he probably feels pretty personally about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever reason we have to, to justify sure, him attacking yeah. muggles. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter because then there's a Dementor attack. Yeah. Out of absolutely nowhere. But at this point, you know what? Dementors are old news. Harry Potter's dealt with like dozens of Dementors. Yeah. He's, <laughs> He's like, like whatever. whatever. I know how to do this. I, yeah. I'm going to expecto that Patronum. I feel really bad for Dudley. You yeah. Know, I've always felt bad for Dudley. You know, not mm-hmm. that he's a good person or anything. This is like established the worst thing that could possibly happen to somebody and it just happens to him and he has no idea what's going on. Yeah. yeah he can't see it which is even more terrifying. Mm-hmm. Oh. Can he not see it? No. Oh. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just suddenly feels sad and he doesn't know why. Like sadder than he's ever felt in his life. Yeah. 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 And he apparently hears horrible things and it's super creepy. I'm confused though because but so he can't see them but there's still one of them that's like reaching in about to like suck his soul out yeah yeah like they, they, they're trying to do the 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 kiss yeah the Dementor's kiss mm-hmm. which is not as romantic as it sounds sadly yeah unfortunately but luckily harry is wait, able to do can dementors kiss each other uh, can dementor wait where do well, dementors they, they, come yeah from? of course they swap souls where, where do baby dementors come from from if i know well, wait <laughs> well, when a mommy Dementor loves a daddy Dementor, mm-hmm. they can't kiss, or they do kiss. They, they, they swap souls. They swap souls. They suck the souls out of each other. So and they swap. also have pro- uh, proboscis. One of them lays an egg, and the other one just like. Right. Oh, yeah. okay, that makes sense. All right, never yeah. mind. Disregard yeah, one, my question. One, dispro- one Dementor lays about a thousand eggs and then uh-huh. dies, uh-huh. and the other Dementor comes along a month later and, and inseminates them all. Wait, but so there's no kissing involved in the actual procreation? No. Oh, okay. What are they? What are well, they? It's like the, stripper the, rules. The first dimension. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are stripper rules? What are no rules? kissing. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> not, not Wait, stri- you're not supposed to. <laughs> you're not allowed to kiss. Oh man, I've been doing this all the time. Gross. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, Harry manages to scare off the Dementors, but Mrs. Fig randomly shows up, the crazy neighbor who lives down the street. Yeah, who... when she showed up the first time when Harry mentioned that Mrs. Fig wouldn't leave him alone, I was thinking, forsaken. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely forsaken. Yeah, Death wrong Eater. Yeah. <laughs> wrong Death. series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Death Eater. Death yeah. Eater. There's something up with this lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she's been trying to get him to come over, and he's like, oh, I don't want to. You're just going to talk about your cats and your house smells bad. Which is 
pretty judgy, for being honest. I mean, yeah. it is. You know, like he he lives in torture house. So he doesn't want to go have some tea with a nice lady and talk about her cat. An old lady, yeah, right. I mean, like anything that's a break from having being emotionally abused by the minute, right? Yeah. But no, he's too good for Mrs. Fig. Yeah. So it's it's surprising. She knows about his one. She. What else? I don't I don't remember how much we get from chapter one. Uh, not much. You just tell him to put his not to yeah, put his keep wand your away. wand. So chapter two, a peck of owls. We find out Mrs. Fig is a squip, which is somebody who comes from a wizard family but does not have any magic powers of their own. Do you th- I think it's interesting that both of the squib characters that we know have an affinity for cats. Ooh. Oh, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because Mister Filch has Miss Norris. Yeah, and and they both seem to have something like a telepathic connection with their cat they do yeah because yeah. mrs fig says that one of her cats warned her the reason she shows up so fast is because one of her cats saw it and warned her mr tibbles mr tibbles <laughs> which is a great name yeah wait mrs norris and mr tibbles they both have like humanish surname thing what no, not surname but what's it called family names the mr mrs what's that called oh uh titles titles yeah they both have humanish titles mm. so are these former humans oh Oh, maybe. Like, maybe that's the standard practice in the wizarding world. Like, oh, they don't have any magic. Why don't we take a person and make, a, make them a cat? <laughs> you can turn with another squib that they turn into an animal, and yeah. that's, your, that's your cat. Yeah. It's not the worst idea. I mean, at least you have some company then, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Which one would you rather be, the, the squib owner or the squib cat? Definitely the cat. cat. <laughs> I would love to be a cat. Yeah. Being able to lick your own butt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, topic plumbed. I think we've, we've explored everything we've done. <laughs> but uh, but, but it, it's funny because it's, I mean, I feel really sad for Squibs because that seems like the worst of all worlds. But it is pretty funny because she, it's obvious that she comes from a, from a wizarding family. She's like, of course I know Dumbledore. Who the fuck doesn't know Dumbledore? <laughs> yeah, right. And she's got some really cute expressions. We might as well be hanged for a dragon as an egg. The cat's among the pixies now. It's no good crying over spilled potion. I know. These are great. She talks very wizardy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like she she's does. compensating. Oh, you think she's overcompensating a little no. bit? Well, you know, it's got to be hard. You live alone except with your cats and in little whinging. <laughs> Not but, part of the magic world. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a kind of a bummer. But she's helping in her own way. She's been keeping track of Harry Potter this whole time, which is like a really big deal. Yeah, and apparently there's this other uh, fellow, Mundungus Fletcher, who's also supposed to be watching, and uh, he sounds sketchy as fuck. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like sometimes I wonder. Dumbledore seems to roll with some questionable characters. <laughs> he does. But Mundungus Fletcher, along with Mrs. Fig, were supposed to be watching him. Mundungus is the one who disapparated for some reason. I think it was he found some cauldrons that fell off the back of a truck or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he, yeah. He had an opportunity to buy stolen cauldrons. Yeah, there it was. <laughs> he says, it's a business opportunity. I was like, all right, sure, man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Harry brings Dudley home, and Dudley is a mess. Yeah, you know, he's having a, like, he's, it, it's... There's this interesting moment when Harry mentions, uh, or he, he, he basically says exactly what Dudley's feeling because he knows what it feels like. And I almost thought that there would be a moment where Harry, like, connects with Dudley, but it doesn't happen at all. No. Yeah. He just says he he's, has a moment of curiosity, like, what this kid has been treated like a king by his family his entire life. Like, what does he have? What are the, these awful memories that he must have? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think that J.K. Rowling just hates the Dursleys. Just hates them. Yeah. And can't let them have a positive moment ever. Mm. Yeah. It, do, it does seem like everything about them is is pretty negative so far. Um, yeah. Harry doesn't even tell him to give him chocolate. I was like, maybe Harry would tell him to give him chocolate. No. Nope. No. Yeah. It would have been a nice thing to do. Uh, throughout these chapters, they when they're talking to Harry about magic, they won't say wand. They refer to it as his. Thing. And it's very distracting. It's very, it's very funny. Every time. <laughs> you didn't use your thing, did you? Yeah, you better keep that thing in your pants. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the ministry moves real fast. Like, he gets a letter within moments of arriving home from the ministry, and they're saying they're going to expel him and destroy his wand. Which yeah. Is, that's pretty extreme, yeah, I guess. That, I mean, can you unwizard somebody like that? He can, he's still a wizard, right? Still yeah. does magic stuff? You can. Uh, because that's what happened to Hagrid. 
But Hagrid got a wand, or he got an umbrella, and kept doing magic, right? So sort of, yeah. Like his, I think, I think, and I'm, and I'm, I could be wrong here. I think his broken wand is is in the the umbrella. So mm-hmm. his magic is a little wonky because, right. as we know from Ron, when your wand is broken, it doesn't work as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you still, like, you can't. It's not like he can't do magic anymore. Yeah, it's true. But yeah. his knowledge is pretty incomplete at this point. So even though he knows some magic, he wouldn't be able to do much. And he's still magic. extremely rich. That, that is true. true. But yeah. also being expelled from school because it's not like he has literally any other options as far as we know. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. It's not like the Dursleys are going to send him anywhere. So. Yeah, they're well, just condemning him. Well, and in terms of magic schools, like they're pretty much just condemning him to a life, a ruined life if he can't go to school and graduate. I bet he could get some magic instructions from one Thomas Riddle. <laughs> oh, oh man, that's a good point. Yeah, fuck, what is the ministry doing? Yeah, send Harry Potter right over to the other side. But something weird happens before he even gets that letter, though. Um, he's explaining to his aunt and uncle that Dementors showed up, and his uncle's like, what the fuck are Dementors? And Petunia knows. She yeah. says they guard the wizard prison, Azkaban, and everybody's just like, I like did a, a double take. scratch. Yeah. <laughs> like when what? I was reading, I was like, I, I read down, I was like, wait, what? And I read back, and it's like, oh, she said that. Yeah. Yeah. That caught me off guard. Yeah. She's the most anti magic person ever, and that she's kept that information because she says something about how, like, that, na- I heard that nasty boy telling her, just talking about um, her sister. Yeah. Yeah. She heard, she overheard it when yeah. Harry's dad was talking to Harry's mom when they were little. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because Harry's, you know, trying to have this conversation and, ex- and explain what's going on and he's he would be making some progress except the wizard equivalent of having your cell phone blown up is happening as owls repeatedly <laughs> fly into the house like every it seems like every 30 seconds another owl flies in with a new message right yeah it made me wonder like okay so so first of all this chapter is a great example of why wizard cell phones should be a thing right uh-huh. <laughs> owl communication not very efficient uh, but yeah, it makes me wonder, like, what does a bad breakup look like in Wizard World, right? <laughs> You're just getting owl after owl after owl. <laughs> it's like, that's probably got to be irritating. Mm. But after he gets this note being, saying he's expelled from Hogwarts and somebody's coming to destroy his wand, he immediately gets a note from Mr. Weasley saying, don't leave the house. We're going to figure it out. Don't give up your wand, whatever you do. And Harry's like, what the fuck? Like, if these ministry people come, I'm a Am teenager. I supposed to fight them? Yeah, yeah, right? What's up with that? But then there's another owl saying, JK, you're not expelled, but we're going to have a disciplinary hearing. And then there's another note from Sirius saying, don't leave the house again, whatever you do. Yeah, so, so a, lot of, uh, a lot of information in a very short amount of time about what's going on. But not some, actually much very useful, right? Yeah, some mixed messages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Uh, but during this conversation, I guess Vernon Dursley gets, begins to understand what's going on here. And is like, so wait, Voldemort's back, this super evil wizard. And he's trying to kill you, and that's why these Dementors showed up and attacked my son. And he does what I think is a totally rational thing and says, I'm sorry, you gotta leave, man. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, apparently Vernon Dursley does not have his back when the chips are down. No. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's right, but I get it. No, yeah. I mean, like, he, he well, doesn't. This, this is exactly what they were worried about. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. trying to well, stay that, away from this. The, that well. and embarrassing themselves in front of the neighbors or whatever. But but, but also being killed by the dark wizards, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, their child being horribly murdered, just like they know um, Petunia's sister and her husband had gotten horribly murdered. Like they've seen it happen before. In mm-hmm. fact, that's what they say, right? They say they died because they got mixed up in that wizarding nonsense. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what seems to be happening to Harry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. But yeah. Petunia gets a howler that says, "Remember my last Petunia." Yeah, I was I, I was like, did did Aunt Petunia just get a howler from her dead sister? That's kind of what it seems like, right? Like mm-hmm. that's real weird, real mm-hmm. creepy. Yeah, but that's, it, that's what I was thinking too. Some kind of I don't know, automatic triggered howler if she kicks Harry Potter out or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, unclear, but it has an immediate effect on Aunt yeah. Petunia. Petunia tells Vernon, like, no, we're he's staying here. And she makes up some excuses like, oh, well, what would the neighbors say? But it's clear that, you know, she's, she's affected, you know? Yeah. And Vernon's just so shocked about her standing up to him and standing up for Harry. Like, he just folds. Mm. Yep. At, at some point in here, Vernon says effing. Mm-hmm. He does say effing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's, wow. That's pretty blue language there from Uncle Dursley. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is the book where it gets dark and adult, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter three, The Advanced Guard. So any sympathy we might have for the for the Dursleys, 
goes away pretty quickly because they've locked Harry up in his bedroom and they let him out to use the bathroom and they push food through the cat flap three times a day. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's something that unfortunately that Harry's used to, but you know, not not anything that any human should ever be subjected yeah, to. Still super fucked up. When I was 15 years old, mm-hmm. which I, Harry's like 15, right? Yeah, he yes. Is. Uh, somebody could have treated me like that, and I probably would not have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. In, in this particular instance, Harry is trying to converse with them, and they're sure, yeah. <laughs> ignoring him. But you're right. That's a good point. For a 15-year-old who's... He's like, if I could have got my parents to just shove the food under the door, <laughs> it would have been amazing. Wow. <laughs> That's a good point. You know, I mean, like, I, at that point, I was probably, like, really into some video game. And exactly. If, if I just yeah, had yeah. food pushed under the door, I'd be like, all it's right. like, I got to get my all my characters to level 99 in Final Fantasy. Seven. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Final Fantasy six, Japan. Oh, it was three, seven. Three in U.S. Probably seven for me. I spent a lot of hours in that game. No, yeah, I understand what it's like to be a poser. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was really mean. It's okay. No, you're right, Jeff. You're right. <laughs> I'm not a real gamer, okay? <laughs> uh, but Harry, once again, demonstrates the inefficiencies of owl communication because he's got some group texts to send and his owl is out for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's rough. He's got written all all these letters, just like, well, what do I do now? He just keeps getting more and more isolated. Yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. But But when Hedwig does come back, he's actually pretty rude to her. I was actually a little annoyed by this. Yeah. 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 I mean, Hedwig puts up with a lot of shit Mm -hmm. from Harry Potter. I think Harry Potter's a real turd in all these chapters, kind (laughs) of. Mm hmm. He's, he's had, a, as we said, he's had a rough time up until now. Yeah, he's not supposed to be likable right now. Yeah, Harry and the crippling ennui. That's what's going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> but the Dursleys leave the house for, for a random reason, but um, a bunch of wizards show up, including one of my favorites, Tonks. Yeah, no, this is, this is fun. <laughs> like, like it's a wizard. Tonks. Oh, sorry, what? Nymphadora Tonks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's a great name, right? Yeah. She hates Nymphadora, but I personally think Nymphadora is a pretty cool name. It's a pretty sweet name. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that better than Tonks. That's terrible, though. Why would you name your kid Nymphadora? Like, you know what everybody's going to tease them about once they're old enough. What? Nymphomaniac. Do they have those in the Wizarding World? I'm sure they, they do. Those. They have those everywhere. You can just go by Dora or Dory. <laughs> yeah. Or Nympho. See, there you go, right? <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it's not a good name. What about Nim? That's a cool name, right? Nim is, is a really cool, cool Guys, name. call me Nim. It's Nim now. But no, Nim. went with Tonks, which is, you know, kind of meh. Yeah. It's cute. I like it. It's uh, it's always fun when they when they do a wizard extraction though because they are so ill-equipped to deal with the Muggle world, you know. <laughs> they just like stumble in, they like knocking things over. There's like seven of them, and they all just come like tromping in, like, okay, what do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> They're like looking at the microwave and be like, what is this potato peeler? This is so weird. <laughs> I love it. It's so clean. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a it's a real random assortment of wizards too. I think they list. All of them, and we've got, yeah, we've got some familiar faces, but we've also got, as yeah. Jeff mentioned, Nymphadora Tonks, Kingsley Shacklebolt, and a couple uh, other... Mad-Eye Moody's there, and is Lupin there? Yeah, Professor Lupin's, Lupin's there. Yeah. There's like Didgery Diggle or something like that. What was it? Daedalus name? Diggle. Daedalus Diggle, yeah. Who we met very briefly in the very first book, As actually. he is quick to point out. Who's, yes. Who's Daedalus Diggle? He... Was he in the Squeaky Cauldron or whatever? The Leaky Cauldron? Yeah, sorry. Yes, he was in the Leaky Cauldron. Um... <laughs> He met Harry twice before. One time he like introduced himself to Harry on the street before Harry even knew he was a wizard. He was like, what's up with this weirdo? Oh, and then yeah. he meets him again when Hagrid first brings him to Diagon Alley uh-huh. in the very first book. Yeah, there's a few, there's a few callbacks here. So yeah. I think Mad-Eye Moody is surprisingly fine for someone who spent like nine months in a box. I know, he's doing pretty well. So, well, okay, hold on now. He's fine by like Mad Eye Moody standards, but he's still pretty like. Well, yeah, pretty... but like relative. If I, even if I was in a box for nine months, I wouldn't bounce back this fast, probably. I feel like Mad Eye Moody was like already pretty damaged, and so it's like, yeah, I've been in a box for nine months. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Not the first time I've been locked in a box. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> At least this time they fed me bread and water. Last time I had to eat rats. Yeah. <laughs> he's mostly mad about how he, the guy misaligned his eyeball. <laughs> it's been sticky ever since that dude wore it for nine months. Mm-hmm. Oh, gross. We also learned that Nymphadora Tonks is a metamorphum... Meta, metamorph... Metamorphomagus? Metamorphomagus? Metamorphomagus. Yeah, not to be confused with an animagus, which is someone who can only turn into animals. I guess she can change her appearance however she wants. Mm-hmm. Right, and she uses it to change her hair color, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I know, that's awesome. If I could have any ability, that would be pretty high up there. Being I mean, able to you, random... You can, right? They, they like... sell dye in stores. <sighs> 
Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Did you know that we have the technology to change your hair color? What? <laughs> now, how cool would that be if you could make yourself look like literally anything or anyone? Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. It makes you wonder what is this Nymphadora Tonks? Sorry, we just call her Tonks. I, I would make myself look like uh, what's his name? He was in Knives Out. That guy, the Daniel Craig. Chris Pine. No, Michael Shannon. <laughs> oh, that's a weird looking dude. He's a weird looking dude. I love the way he looks. Like, yeah. He's so mm-hmm. like striking, you know? Yeah, you'd, you'd definitely be eye catching if you were yeah. like Michael Shannon. Man, I wish he and Steve Buscemi would be gay together. Mm. Oh, we should probably make, cut that out. They make, make <laughs> such a pretty kid. He's so weird. Like such a weird looking kid. <laughs> I just think they're the two most interesting looking men in Hollywood. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's that. true. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who, what would you, who would you look like? Uh, I look like exactly like myself. Aw. Because I'm beautiful. Believe in yourself. Yes. Yeah. 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 You are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Except I'd make my nose like two inches longer just so it was really eye-catching. <laughs> make it sort of like, but it's the same width. So if you're looking straight at someone they don't know, and then when you turn your head, it's like, whoa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what about you? Oh, my God. I'm just thinking how I could use it for, for profit. <laughs> <laughs> Not, well, that's a cynical approach to the question. <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean, I guess I'd look like the richest person in the world and just go cash out their bank account. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, make myself look like <laughs> Bill Gates and just... But no, I don't know. That's too complicated. Yeah. If I just looked like somebody, I'd probably go with, like, Gemma Chan. I think it'd be cool to look like her. Mm-hmm. She was in Crazy Rich Asians. She's tall and insanely gorgeous. Oh, those yeah. are good things to be. Yeah. yeah. So... Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the team of wizards that came to get him, they seem a little bumbling, but yeah. maybe this is like this is adaptive behavior for wizard world, right? The best way to fight wizards is to be these kind of bumbling type of people. I think you're just, it's necessary to be less graceful as a wizard because you just like wander your way through everything. <laughs> Either way, you certainly don't have to be like, your social graces clearly work very differently, so they're, you know. Right. A little rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. No, I beat Gina Carino because she can beat the shit out of people. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh wait, does it? Can you actually be bigger and stronger, or are you just make yourself look different? Unclear. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Because like, could I be as tall as Michael Shannon, or would I be a short Michael Shannon? How tall is Michael Shannon? He's Taller like seven me. feet tall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that movie, all those movies are in forced perspective. <laughs> yeah. Even if you can only like change your hair color and your nose or whatever, I would like, do that all the your time. Your physical features—that'd be so much fun. Oh yeah, I do it all the time. It's what she does. Yeah, she's yeah. Have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but they're there and they're t- going to take Harry to their new secret headquarters that they've set up all the way over in London. I think it's funny because Moody gives him this terrible pep talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, "You're probably gonna die, but <laughs> <laughs> if one of us dies, keep going, and if all of us die, Harry." Keep going. If you don't die. Yeah, just head east. <laughs> and then the other card will come if, if all of us die. But only if you survive, you might die. Yeah, and all the other wizards are like, we're probably not going to die. And Manny Moody's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm just telling him the plan, all right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't decide whether I like the real Mad-Eye Moody or not either. I feel like the evil doppelganger Mad-Eye Moody had like a touch of friendly whimsy where this guy is like... Very serious and kind of kind of depressing. Yeah, this guy doesn't like Harry. Yeah, I'm not not necessarily feeling the new Mad Eye Moody. Mm-hmm. I don't think he likes anybody. It doesn't seem like mm-hmm. not his job to like people. But they land in this random place in London, and Harry's like, "What are we doing here?" And they give him a note that he reads that says, "The headquarters of the Order of the Phoenix may be found at Number Twelve Grimmauld Place, London." name she gives i love her names for things <laughs> number 12 grimold place chapter four number 12 grimold place with a picture of a bunch of house elves mounted on the wall yeah that picture's a little dark there yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i want to point out I, I think it's i think it's interesting that the I, I think this is the same trick right this is the same trick that they use to protect harry potter's parents with having a secret that you have to know the secret to find the place mm-hmm uh, isn't it? I think it's a lot ironic that that's also how they died. <laughs> it's because it didn't work, uh-huh. and they're using the same trick again. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I wonder, yeah. yeah. Well, it's effective against muggles, right? Well, it's supposed to be effective against dark wizards too. Except Voldemort found a way around it. Well, uh-huh. that was because he got. They made the choice of using Peter Pettigrew to be their secret keeper, which was a bad choice. So I guess in this case, the secret keeper is Mad Eye Moody, which is probably a pretty good choice. Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah, that dude would spit in the face of 
the dark one himself. Um, but yeah, it, there's this other house that just kind of pops up when he thinks about it. Which yeah, is weird. It, 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 it like, like yeah. expands out of the middle. It's kind of it's kind of funny the way she describes it. It's like it's inflated like a balloon or something. Yeah, it's a cool idea. Yeah. And he goes inside, and this house is creepy. Yeah, you know, you'd think the world's greatest wizard could spring for digs that are, you know, a little bit less condemned murder condemned murder house. Yeah. That's uh, what we don't know what's behind that Dumbledore mask. Right? <laughs> like, you might feel right at home here. <laughs> He's like, this place is great. It has all the things I love. <laughs> Darkness, mold, creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when the, the picture on the wall, it likes to scream. And when it screams, all the other pictures scream too, and they never stop. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, see, soothes me right to sleep. <laughs> yeah. The, the Weasleys are there, and Hermione's there. Yeah, there's this reunion, but Harry's just like dumping a big old bucket of grumps on the reunion. Mm-hmm. He's being a big old dumpy, grumpy butt face. Yeah. <laughs> he shouts at them. Oh, I feel so bad because they're they they really miss him and they were worried about him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and they you know they I guess they understand a little bit, but you know it's like come on, dude. They, they, like obviously they aren't happy about what they had to do, right? Yeah, he's really just striking out at everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's having a rough time. Mm-hmm. He doesn't deserve Hermione Granger and Ron Weasley. That's true. Not at this point. Yeah. Ron Weasley doesn't deserve Hermione Granger. Nobody does, damn it. She's a goddamn angel. She's a treasure. American treasure. Hermione Granger, even though she's not even American. Yeah, I don't think she's that. Yeah, her and Jane, Dame Judy Dench. That's goddamn right. Goddamn treasures. That's right. Mm. Uh, then Fred and George show up, luckily, and diffuse the situation a little bit just by being themselves. Yeah, they're so great. Yeah, I they're feel like, like having a bit of the old shout there, eh, Potter? <laughs> Checking our weird-ass ear things we made. <laughs> like, no, that's cool. Though. I know, this is great. Fred and George are super underutilized, right? These guys are inventing shit all the time. Yeah. And these things are, I guess these things didn't exist before. Like, but the Voldemort doesn't have anybody like these guys. Yeah. Know, right? These are like, they have like, the what is it? Extendable Q from James Barnes. Oh. Oh, yeah, it was like Fred and George are basically like Q from James Bond. They're inventing all these weird gadgets and stuff. I know. Yeah, yeah extendable ears, right? Yeah, which allows you to hear into another room. Like, like Dumbledore needs to sit down with these guys and say, have you got any ideas that kill people? <laughs> I'm like, well, I've never tried before. <laughs> Since you bring it up. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, probably a lot of the things they've invented could accidentally kill people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah, like there's a, what, that thing that turns your head, your head into a canary. There's like... Yeah, there's the ten-tongue tongue thing. That one almost killed Dudley. Yeah, it probably almost did. would kill somebody, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could probably... <laughs> I don't know. It just it just seems to me like some of the things that the CAA tried to do to kill Castro. Just like, <laughs> oh, I know that this evil wizard really likes toffee, so I'm going to put this ten-tongue <laughs> tongue toffee there. <laughs> Maybe he'll choke on his tongue. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I mean, even the even the extendable ears are super useful for listening to evil wizards. But instead, yeah. Fred and George are using them to eavesdrop on the Ward of the Phoenix, which is probably what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there's a lot of people there. Bill Weasley has come home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of Weasleys, yeah, there is one Weasley who is not there. Mm. Apparently, was it Percy got promoted to the Ministry, further cementing his. His role as the one with the the tongue deepest in the man's butt, I guess. <laughs> what? Ew. what? That's my what, God. That's, that's Percy. No. Gross. I, I mean, yeah, the Alice. Yeah. Tongue it's, tongue it's, tickles the taint of the man. <laughs> You're right, Alice. It is gross how he's playing against his family and, uh-huh. and trying to get into the ministry and the ministry's good graces by betraying his family. Yeah. Well, I mean. He came home and he was like, hey, guess what? I got a promotion. They're like, why? You're terrible at your job. You didn't realize that Mr. Crouch was, you know, not Mr. Crouch. Which is true. So what's our status now? Is Percy the worst Weasley or is it still Ron? Uh, Percy is temporarily the worst Weasley until Ron fucks the thing up. (laughs) (laughs) That works for me. Yeah, right now Ron's being pretty cool uh, for now. (laughs) In the Weasley news, though, Bill's home. Yeah. Yeah, he's hooking up with Fleur de la Cour. The the one who's half... Vila. Vila, yeah. Or so. I think it was a quarter Vila, her yeah, grandmother. Quarter. Yeah, the hottie from France. All right, yeah. yeah. Good job, Bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Bill is probably the best Weasley, right? Beauty and brains, probably. <laughs> well, Charlie does, Charlie's with dragons, though, which is pretty cool. Like, me personally, I'm all about Charlie, because like, yeah. you know, I have a dragon thing. Yeah. yeah. But but on paper, I think, I think Bill But Bill has long best. hair, right? Yeah, and an earring. So that's super cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's got an earring and long hair, and he works for Gringotts, so he probably, probably makes good money, too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that dude's got it all. Yeah, I but bet he if doesn't. He had a car. I bet it would drive a van. You think he drive really a van? Cool. Yeah, vans like... are cool. You have parties in vans. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, 
Van. Are we it's van? always great to know someone who has a van. You know that is it? it, it is, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty useful, right? Like, I think yeah. if you're, in, I think if you're in high school, it's cool to have that somebody who has a van. <laughs> you carry a bunch of people. Speaking of somebody who was a high school girl, vans are not cool. I had a minivan. People carry you away in vans. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been carried away in a van. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Nobody wants to kidnap Jeff. <laughs> oh, Jeff, I'd kidnap I mean, I would go out, I'd walk down the streets late at night. You know, I'd try and look vulnerable. Nobody. nobody I'm just ever. so hungry. I could use some candy. <laughs> I sure wish a van would pull up with some candy in it. Nobody? Vans no? would just Aww. drive by. They'd like slow down and then they'd get a good look at me and speed up. <laughs> oh, Jeff, I'm sorry. Well, the only problem, though, Bill, he doesn't have those ministry connections like his dad does. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's not getting any free tickets to Quidditch, that's for sure. Yeah. But he's but he's still part of the, the family, right? So he's got, like, the family connection, which is the... True. Yeah. Oh, it's like in The Godfather with the with the adopted son who was, like, the lawyer, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you've got, like, one foot in respectability. Exactly. Yeah. But yep. you're still working for the family. Yep. Yeah. Um, we also learned that the Daily Prophet's been like ragging on Harry, which is interesting because we know that uh, Hermione made some serious attempts at journalistic suppression, which apparently have not uh, not worked. Mm-hmm. Rita Skeeter's not doing it anymore, but the Daily Prophet is still yeah. uh, dumping yeah. on Harry. Yeah, Hermione learned something about editorial voice. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. a good point. She's like, I really tried to. To stomp out Rita Skeeter, but it just didn't work. Yeah. yeah the new the, the truth would not be suppressed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You don't threaten the newspaper, you co opt them. That's right. Should've, As should've Dumbledore would have told you. Yeah, that's what, right. What's the phrase whoever controls the media controls? Uh, I've heard never pick a fight with someone who buys ink by the barrel. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But and we, we get some good information though. We find out that Dumbledore forbid Ron and Hermione from telling Harry about anything that was going on, including about the Order of the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out that they've been trying to recruit people to join them in, I guess right now they're just trying to convince people that, that Voldemort is actually back. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're also guarding Harry. We don't know what else it is that they're doing right now. And then I guess really the only other thing that happens is we meet a house elf named Creature. And at the end we meet Sirius and we find out that the screaming portrait is his mom. Yeah. This, this (laughs) lovely feature that everyone's tiptoeing around is that apparently if you're too loud Rush Limbaugh's radio station comes on mudbloods <laughs> <laughs> ah, and invaders and you blood know. traitor abomination shame of my flesh yeah bunch of <laughs> byproducts of dirt and vileness half-breeds mutants yeah I don't know yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah and this house elf is like I get all the house elf heads on the wall are this house elf's family mm-hmm. yeah his, his ancestors I think it yeah. seems like it's a line yeah yeah which is uh, a, little odd. a little a little messed up. I would like to know more about this half elf. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, his aspiration is to join that line of heads on the wall. Yeah, right. Which yeah. Uh, you know, Herm- Hermione's still doing her her house elf, uh, you know, work with house elf freedom, and apparently, everyone's still dumping on her for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chapter five: The Order of the Phoenix. It's a uh, this bit where they treat all the. Teenagers like children was pretty annoying to me. I guess it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're not going to tell you what's up. We're going to bring you to this like secret base, and we're going to put you in a room and not tell you what we're doing in our secret base to save the world. Yeah. Because you're too young. Yeah, it's kind of funny how everyone's hiding the Order's plans from Harry, but on the other hand, like Harry has a reputation, right? Like once you tell him what's going on, he's going to just like go for it. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. A good yeah. Point, like, actually, yeah. You don't want him getting ideas, right? You can't just yeah. tell him not to do it. That never works. <laughs> yeah. No. It's like, well, this is where Voldemort is, and Harry's like, got it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's like Harry's gone. Yeah, I've got my broom here, the broom that's faster than everyone else's broom. <laughs> I'll be out on the balcony, <laughs> <laughs> just you know, thinking about stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I mean, you know, like <laughs> Harry has a history of. Going off a little half cocked, so maybe that's part of it. They get a little. They get a little bit of information. Molly Weasley is trying to protect all the kids in the house, which is sad, but it also seems like a pretty impossible thing. So they do get. They do find out more about the order itself, um, like that Voldemort's building an army and he's going around and talking to like the giants. Um, yeah, and I do, order, yeah. I do appreciate that they got past the whole like we're not going to tell you anything pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's because of Sirius. 
who shows up and is awesome. And he's like, well, I'm going to tell him. Yeah. And Ms. Wheeler's like, you shouldn't tell him. And he's like, meh, blow me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but in nice wizard talk. <laughs> but not that nice wizard talk. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It's he's, he's like, I'm the kid's godfather. I'm going to tell him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, and Sirius is probably pretty fed up because apparently he, he's been under house arrest for the entire time that they've been here. Although yeah. he knows, at this point, we know like half a dozen ways he could disguise himself, right? But whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could be use some polyjuice potion or cast a disillusionment charm on himself. Oh, yeah, or the invisibility cloak or that uh, that thing that Mad-Eye Moody did to Harry Potter on the way over here to make him, give him predator. The disillusionment charm. That was, <laughs> that was a funny. Yeah, that's good. Harry's already pretty disillusioned right now. <laughs> I, I was like, are you sure that's a good idea? idea? I mean, he might just, you know. <laughs> but no, no, yeah. Mm-hmm. Make him invisible. That's, that's, that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. But Dumbledore realizes that these are two, what are they called? Um, starting pistols? Yeah. Yeah. So Sirius and Harry should probably not be anywhere near sharp objects right now. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, you're right. They do give us some information about what's going on. They mentioned that they're trying to get the goblins to join up, but they won't unless they're granted certain rights and freedoms. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we, will, we wouldn't want that, would we? <laughs> what's, what's going on? You, are they able to leave their district or the city? Yeah. They don't have to wear that symbol on their clothes anymore? Yeah. Like, well, what are we talking about here? I know. It's a little weird, right? <sighs> mm-hmm. uh, and apparently Mundungus is here because he's a criminal who's loyal to Dumbledore. And it's like, I think we've heard this before, right? Yeah. Dumbledore's got his like his loyal cadre of like. This is the shady are... side of Dumbledore. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like Matt. Like find find me the horse thief that all the horse thieves think is the best horse thief. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Find me the criminal that all the other criminals know. That's mm-hmm. Mun- apparently Mundungus Fletcher. Yeah. Doesn't seem super competent, but you know whatever he knows everyone. Mm-hmm. It's better than nothing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we also find out that there's a big... Dumbledore's having a big thing with the ministry, specifically with Prime Minister Fudge. Yeah, I, I, and, and they're, apparently Fudge is afraid that Dumbledore's going to overthrow him, and they're all like, oh, Dumbledore doesn't want to overthrow Fudge. But all I could think was, Dumbledore should overthrow Fudge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah right? It kind of sounds like exactly what they should do, right? Yeah, I, I had basically three thoughts about this. One is, it would be great if Dumbledore overthrew Fudge. And the second is, this situation, it really makes me feel like... Dumbledore should overthrow Fudge. And my third thought was, Dumbledore probably set up this situation so that everybody would think he should overthrow Fudge. Oh, man. <laughs> He's the puppet master. He's so pulling like, the strings. He gets to act like he doesn't. I just want to be a school teacher here, but uh, if my people need me, sure, I will take the reins of absolute power. No, no, I wouldn't want to be the minister of magic. No, no, I could never. Well, if you insist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it doesn't sound like Harry's actually missed all that much in his absence. Like, there's been a lot of learning and like a lot of observation, but nothing has actually happened. It seems like, as far as we know, there's still a lot of information we don't know about what is actually going on yeah. inside the order. And it has only been four weeks. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. It's a very short, short time span. But you know, I mean, I mean, he's he's built up for four weeks. He's built up a pretty solid little crew here, right? Mm-hmm. That's they a good got point. some new aurors. Yeah, I can't say auror. Aurors. Like the rural <laughs> The rural aurors. The rural aurors. Oh, I like that. The rural aurors. Urban aurors. The urban aurors. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They've got connections in different places in the ministry. They've got a criminal. They've got serious. Yeah, they've definitely got... They've done a lot of good work, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... All told, I think that Sirius has the right idea because, let's be honest, we know that Harry Potter's going to be duking out with Voldemort by chapter 30, so, I mean, you know, that's well, what just, happens in every book. Right. Well, I mean, as soon as his finals are, exams are over, right? Right, right. He has to yeah. exams probably gonna be fighting June. Voldemort. So get him set up, right? Yeah, so they've got like 10 months. They're good. Yeah. Plenty, yeah. plenty of time. Mm-hmm. And, but they, they also mentioned that Voldemort's after some sort of wizard weapon, which is kind of hard to imagine what's more dangerous than... Just a plain old wizard wand, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's just a really big wizard wand. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's trying. He's after Harry Potter. Harry yeah. Potter is the wizard weapon. Yeah, too. he's got machine gun hands. <laughs> That's maybe, right. Maybe it's two wands strapped together. Somehow. Oh, yeah, with a spell tape. Two wands taped together. Mm-hmm. Double spells. Right. Maybe a wand that points in each either direction, like, like Darth Maul's lightsaber. <laughs> the two direction. I was thinking wand. that too. <laughs> Oh, he's got two of them. <laughs> Look out. Did I just say that I love this house? No, tell Not us, really. Tell, tell us why more. you love the house. I, it's so creepy. Like, it's so overwhelmingly creepy. Like, who the hell are Sirius Black's parents? Like, there are two tables 
like two tables shaped like a snake. Right? <laughs> That's right. And I, I thought like this was going to be a Slytherin house or something or something like that, you know? And there's like heads on the walls and it's dark and it's creepy. And they they keep talking about how like we've been trying to clean this for four weeks and we can't. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh yeah, there's some doxies in the curtains, which I guess are yeah, like. There, there's something weird. rattling around on the desk. It's probably a bog art. Who knows? Let's go check it out. Well, mm-hmm. Let's have Mad-Eye Moody look at it just in case it's something more dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. No, this house it, is hilarious. Sirius grew up in a place like this. It's a wonder he ended up so well adjusted, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right, he, he went insane in, in the prison and then he lived as a dog for a year or something like that. But that's just like par for the course for the way <laughs> He's like, this is where I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have a, what is it, a, a troll leg that's their, their little uh, umbrella, umbrella stand umbrella or something. Stands. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, yeah, it's kind of a crazy place. It's uh, a dark wizard lair. Yeah. Say what you want about the Dursleys, but they don't have screaming portraits on the wall. <laughs> right. That's yeah. a great point. Heads. Oh, yeah. And throughout this whole chapter, Harry keeps thinking nasty things about Dudley, even when he's not in the room. <laughs> and, like, like what's her name? Tonks was, was entertaining the kids by changing her nose into different types of nose. And, and she, he made, she made her nose into, like, a pig snout. And Harry's like, that reminds me of... Dudley. Aww. Like, Fuck, kid. <laughs> even here, man. Yeah. Like, Stop bagging like, on your cousin. Like, drop it. Holy crap. I mean, I know you saved his life, but you're kind of the reason he got attacked in the first place. Yeah. It's not, not, I mean, not, like, not a moral high ground there, right? Harry, like, hating somebody is like swallowing poison and waiting for them to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Harry. Let the hate go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Free your heart. That's it. All right. That's it for this week's episode. Next time we're going to be reading chapters 6 through 10 of Harry Potter and the Order of Phoenix, the fifth book in the Harry Potter series. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at mwapodcast.com. Please give us good reviews wherever you found this, especially on iTunes. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash armadillo podcasting club. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us in person, I'm Alice Sullivan. That's at Alice M. Sullivan on Twitter and Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Jeff Lake. That's at Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Mike Sparkman, and I don't have one of those. Please like us on whatever platform you got this on. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Finite, Finite Podcast. podcast.